You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour, a live talk radio broadcast, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. And now for your on-air host, Christopher Albert. Hello there, everyone. Happy Monday. You are listening to The Junk and Jam Hour. Of course, I am your host, Christopher Albert. Uh, you are listening to us on... Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn is the nonprofit community organization and freeform internet radio station, streaming original content by New York City artists and broadcasters 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, of course, it is Radio Free Brooklyn's goal to empower and amplify the otherwise unheard voices within our communities. And on the Junkie Jam Hour, it is my objective to share and highlight the artistic and creative journeys behind the impressive projects and contributions of some of today's most talented, groundbreaking artists, entrepreneurs, professionals, all of whom are dedicated to bringing joy to you. So for this hour, I will do my best to bring joy to them. Uh, Now, my very special guest today is a singer, songwriter, artist, and producer whose music spans the spectrum of genres from punk to rock, disco, and bubblegum pop to funk and electronica. He's so special. In fact, he's my very first in-person guest back in the studio in a category few artists dare to explore. His music exists in a space of their own making, which is of no surprise considering he has been a student of the craft of music for much of his life. During his youth, he was heavily involved in performances with various theater companies and productions Uh, by 13. He acquainted himself with the study of classical composition and vocal technique while also starting his journey as a young songwriter, as a producer, and the sole creator of their very own music. He basked in the gratification of having complete control over their own process and sound, uh, which Artists Reach Official, that is the award-winning artist development platform, has praised his music for diligently combining elements of pop, dance, indie, and everything in between showcasing his great musical craft and versatility and hinting at his superstar qualities as evident in 2017's techno ballad slow motion uh, with the success of the 2020 banger mine also recognized for its strong vocal melodies he has embarked on creating even more fabulously eclectic music underscoring his fiery spirit and keen sense of individuality ready to infuse us with the inspiration we all needed, beginning with the early 2021 release of the emotionally manic anthem, I Got a Crush on You, and the sensationally rocking single, New Eyes, which Call That Music has referred to as superb and four-dimensional in its quality. His ever-evolving repertoire now comprises of this year's funky and sexy early summer hit, Love Fool, which we'll have a listen to, as well as uh, his brand new bop, Pretty, which Broadway World has called a track with dreamy, shimmery vocals, gritty bits, and a pinch of sparkling 60s guitar pop. With over 188,000 streams on Spotify so far, he is a fan favorite who refuses to be pinched and hold, constantly surprising his listeners with a shifting sense of style. No artistry is left behind that doesn't serve his music a mastermind at combining art music fashion and pop culture into a dynamic sound a vibrant queer artist (laughs) joining me now live and in person is genre bending recording pop artist singer songwriter and producer maddie mars 
Hello, Maddie. Oh, oh my God. That was such a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I didn't make that up. That's all. <laughs> Can be found. <laughs> um, of course, we have a lot to cover. Now, you... Um, well, first of all, thank you for being my in-studio guest. The first in, like, over 15 months. Oh, my God. The pleasure is all mine. Of course, the Delta variant. <laughs> <laughs> It's fast approaching, so she's, you might be the last one. She's creeping up, yeah. She's... You, might... <laughs> you might be the last one for another year. Uh, now, growing up, you've been involved in uh, various theater companies, productions. I know you, um, before we get into your studies, um, talk a little bit about your journey within musical theater. You know, I know you did acting workshops. You also were in choir. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. The choir Was that OGs all now. part of your training in, in classical training? Yes and no. I think there was a, a lot of aspects to my evolution of like, like as a performer, as like in in music and like the journey of I guess becoming as fluent and you know uh, acquainted as I am now. Yeah. But I think it you know it all did start with like musical theater and acting. I started like really really young. I was definitely like like maybe seven or eight, yeah. and I was definitely you know I wanted to be in that world um, before I even you know discovered my own musical talents. I wanted to be an actor and you know really pursue that, but. All of these, you know, all these little bells and whistles that I've picked up along the way kind of have helped me to where I am now to really fully understand, right. you know, what I am doing. But it started musical theater. I did that for many years. I did workshops. I did, you know, summer camps. I did all yes. like the whole nine yards, the whole shebang. Um, but now you, you were, were you born and raised in New York? What part yeah. of New York? I'm in Long Island. Yeah. Oh, Long Island. Long Island represents. But you know, so, were, so you're, uh, obviously your parents were very supportive. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, my parents are like my biggest fans, you yeah. know, even to this day. Um, they always were like, you know, if you want to do something, we're fully open. We want you to be creative. My parents actually, um, fun fact, met at art school. So both of them came from a art background. So I think Love that it. kind of set the tone for you yes. know me and my sibling and really kind of allowed us to just experiment with whatever yeah. we wanted to do. I always sound like a broken record when I say this, but it's such a gift. And and of course you've been inspired by, you know, music, the radio, television, fashion, everything, yeah. magazines. Yeah. But you still didn't have to look very far to be inspired. You were inspired at home. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's really great. I think that like I feel very fortunate for the upbringing that I did have. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of people don't have those things. Yeah. And I think just even from a young age being like, yeah, pursue whatever you want. You know, I was always very much the kid that if I did not want to do something, I would not do it. Like school, like homework was not my thing. Like, yeah. it was like if I didn't, wasn't feeling it, I would not participate, which did get, cause some trouble along sure, the way. Sure. But I think, you know, for the most part, I, I, I feel very, very fortunate to have always had a very clear vision of what I've wanted to do and be my whole life. I love that. You were also classically trained, which obviously is very informative to you as a musician. Yes. And of course, to your musicianship. How would you say your classical training has specifically helped you become the artist you are today? I think you definitely, I'm a firm believer in you have to know the rules in order to break them. So I sure, think the, yes. the years of kind of participating in, you know, um, operatic training and jazz training and, um, you know, really del my diving deep into like music theory and kind of, I was so obsessed with orchestras and um, classical music that I really, I wanted to compose for orchestras and make, you know, big arrangements. And yeah. so a lot of my studies really kind of blossomed when I was like in my early teen years and like, uh, you know, like you said, choir, that had a big part to do with it with, you know, Ear studying. training as well. Exactly. So all, all of that was kind of well encompassed. and. Um, I had a really an amazing teacher in my early teen years who um, taught me so much. I was with her for probably like three, three and a half years. 
And so she was telling me all the bells and whistles. She was she went to Juilliard herself. Yeah. And so she, um, you know, instilled in me the hard work to like right. be a vocalist from an early age. So I, I feel like very lucky to have uh, yes. studied all of that. And now it's been the tools really to kind of understand how I want to write, how where these references come from. Because I'm a firm believer that all music is correlated and all if you look deep enough you can see everyone's inspiration right and it's kind of like a lineage of uh of thought in a way obviously just even as a vocalist and i know you're a composer you're a producer now but just in terms of just being a vocalist and understanding the different spaces your voice can live yes it's such a, a big tool to have in your toolbox absolutely it's huge um, so now in your teenage years, you said you found solace and safety. I feel so old in pop music, uh, inspired by artists like Madonna, David Bowie, Prince and Lady Gaga. They specifically, at least for yourself, showed you what an artist could be. I want to start. What were you seeking safety from? Um, I think in a lot of ways, I've always been a loner. I think that's, you know, a narrative that happens for most artists where they feel displaced and they don't feel like they connect, but also, you know, being queer, um, yes. I really, you know, didn't fit in in many different places. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to be like, woe is me, but a lot, I did not have a large friend group. And I think I was, you know, I was overweight. I was insecure as a yeah, kid. Sure. So I, I came listening to pop music and kind of being in like one of the best periods for pop music. You had Katy Perry and Kesha and Gaga and, you know, the early kind of, you know, 2008, 2009 um, scope that was, you know, pop music was like the reigning yes. thing. Um, I think I absorbed so much and really just, um, you can be anything you want in pop music. And that. it's it's yes. this perfectly encompassed emotion and it could be dramatic and it could be over the top. And and for me, that was something that I felt was, so, I was so missing. Yes, and I, I mean, you at it's one thing you have love and acceptance at home. Yes. But we all want acceptance everywhere. Anywhere. Yes, exactly, exactly. Anywhere we go. Yeah. And why not? Yeah, exactly, 100%. <laughs> but obviously, you saw yourself as an outcast. And look, here are these outcasts. Yes, exactly. Putting on their tap dancing shoes, so to speak, and, and, and just living their truth within their music as well. Yeah. And why can't I? Absolutely. What Now, let's talk about what, because I know you trained yourself. You have all this training, but you also trained yourself in the technicalities of obviously electronic music, right? Yeah. And as a producer, yeah, uh, a whole nother skill set. <laughs> um, I'm assuming YouTube helped. <laughs> yes and no. It it, a lot of it was ear work. So, what was your first venture, if you could remember, in making your own music? Do you remember like the first song you wrote? <laughs> I. It's funny. I do remember like bringing it way back. The first song I wrote probably was like, I was literally like 13 and I like, it was not even a song. It was barely like a sonnet. It was like, <laughs> it was maybe like four sentences. And yeah. I was like, look, I wrote a song. And then hey, my mom was like, yeah, okay. Like that's good. Let's hang it High up five. on the fridge. <laughs> Go have fun over there. Like, um, but I think the first song song I ever like did actually was like when I was like, um, I think I was straight out of high school and I was like 18 years old. Um, and it was a song called Poison Apple. And it was my first, I think, time introducing lyrics and also, you know, production skills that I had build, been building up. Um, and they were like a marriage together. And I thought I was like the coolest and edgiest. Like, and the song essentially was just about like um, someone being toxic in a way and kind of being like bad for you, but you're drawn in. And that's why like they're, they're this poison apple. Yeah. And it was this like hardcore, like synth electronic very dark pop very like old school 2010 like in that element in that yeah. in that vibe 
Um, so I think that was the first time I like had a song that I was like, whoa. And we like shot a video, me and my friend like shot a video for it. We like went to a hotel room and like dumped fake blood on me. And you know, it's it's definitely somewhere floating around, but it's it's very funny to like look back and be like, wow, like the growth. But yes. I think it sounds like of, it might even need a revisit. Oh for, God, yeah, uh, reproduction. Who knows? Honestly, <laughs> Who knows? I mean, like watching it remix. now, I'm, I'm a little. I get some, you know, cringe shivers. But um, I think, you know, as a producer, I really kind of was in so much inspired by instrumental work. I think that came yes. from like my classical side and my classical just love for orchestras. Was you know, um, electronic music essentially is this very dramatic, over the top, um, synthetic version of that. So I listened to you know, Dead Mouse and like a lot of house DJs and, you know, Skrillex and like all these people. And I was like, oh, wow, like that's that's kind of what sparked my interest in production. And so I started with, you know, very dramatic synth driven, um, you know, like 140 BPM like tracks where I just was like <laughs> throwing kick drums on yeah. like synthesizers and seeing what happened. And that's kind of how that all accumulated. <laughs> now, you are one of the unique artists who refuse, of course, to confine their image, personal style, even, is it is it safe to say you are just non, obviously you're a non-conforming person, individual, yes. right? Yes. I mean, you're gender fluid, I would say? Yes, 100%. 100%. Also, you know, your personal style, um, you, you know, there are no gender norms for you, right? Exactly. Um, you know, you're, you have beautiful nails and, and of course your image, you always have hair, you, you are, you know, beautiful clothing, very glamorous, hair, makeup, you name it. Just the perfect combination of loveliness, goth, rock and roll, right? Yes. Now, some of the pioneers in, you know, gender ben bending images include Little Richard, Prince, Grace Jones, David Bowie, um, obviously the glam rock of Freddie Mercury, Elton John, even Liberace, and I would say Michael Jackson. Oh, 100%. Very glamorous. Absolutely. Artists of today, I would say Janelle Monet, um, Harry Styles, obviously continues to out outstrip uh, gender barriers. I would say what was once perceived as flamboyance, that was the word. I would just say now it's just known as just being queer and fabulous, yes, right? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> queer innovation. <laughs> We've always been the innovators, the, you know, the queer community. <laughs> How would you, if you could, I mean, I know you're so fluid, but if you could maybe tick off some boxes for those of you who don't know you as an artist and as a musician. Yeah. How would you describe yourself? Um, I would say, you know, fashion is a huge aspect to what I do. And I feel like when I put on an outfit that, you know, defines what I'm feeling in that moment, yeah. whether it's like gritty or whether it's glamorous or whether it's, you know, laid back, um, I feel like a part of myself is acknowledged. And, you know, for me, I always say that, like, I like to be fluid because it's, you know, I do identify as a man. I also do identify you know, as they, as they, them, I also identify as, as she and yeah. pronouns for me. Um, I don't have one that I stick to. And I think that it's, it's so funny because gender expression can change every day. Some days, Absolutely. some days I have the nails and Absolutely. some days I feel like I'm just, I want to be, yeah. you know, over the, over my, yeah. over the top with my femininity. Even for me as the person who have, as people that I love and know who, who don't conform, mm. it changes every day. Sometimes yeah. They're a she to me. Sometimes there's a he to me. Sometimes they're a they, and and you know, and which I love. Yeah, you know, why not? Exactly. I think that it's really important to, um, you know, just be authentic to who you are, yes. regardless of you know how you identify, and always be respectful to anybody who you know, like everyone's right. pronouns and everyone how right. they want to identify. I just know for myself, I I'm very open to everything, and I think that uh, you know, bring it back to kind of 
the integral one of the integral parts of pop music is the this this creation of perception and this creation through visual imagery and through fashion that you're able to kind of own how people perceive you and also own um, your own identity in the process. And so I think that uh, that goes along with my my gender fluidity. Yes. Um, and in a lot of ways, and is uh, the allowance of, you know, through fashion and through just like self-confidence, I think I'm able to portray who I am with also giving, not giving too much. Yes. And having it be authentic, even if it looks like a character to somebody. Yeah. You know? So now when you go into the studio. Yes. Or even when writing, even before going into the studio, do you dress up? Does that inspire what you're going to write and how you're going to sing? Or that's a great question. I actually, I always dress up. I always, you know, if there's an opportunity for me to make a statement or just kind of like um, to assert myself as yeah. myself, I am always taking that. And I think, you know, when I go into the studio, it's always different, and it's always like I'm trying to tackle new things. Um, but it, it, it's funny because like my fashion doesn't necessarily inspire what I'm writing about, but it also um, it does right. encompass as to how I'm trying to feel. Right. It can and amplify. Exactly. It can act because you're actually putting on and, and, and obviously we learned this in acting. We learned this in comedy. Yes. You, you want to dress. You want to feel. You want to make sure that part of your spirit is is give it something give exactly. it something to wear <laughs> yes absolutely i'm like you are who you dress as <laughs> yes um it does help now other than being uh i would say a gender bender <laughs> yeah. um you are a genre bending musician uh some of your uh, music all critically acclaimed by the way <laughs> uh you obviously we talked about 2017's uh ballad uh slow motion i would say techno yeah, very definitely. Techno, it was very like electronic. sleepy techno, <laughs> like dream. And that's why I wanted to call crap. it a ballad. I love that. Yeah. So now, a twenty twenty's mine. Uh, I would say electronica dance. Yes. A twenty twenty one. I got a crush on you. Pop. I feel like R and B. There's a lot of funk in there. Classic. Yeah, definitely classic pop. Classic pop. Uh, new eyes. Punk rock pop. Yes, absolutely. Uh, love fool, which we're gonna take a listen to. Groovy, funky disco pop. Oh yeah. Pretty. Yes. Which we're going to take. We're, we're actually so close to listening. I can't wait. Pop rock. <laughs> Why was it important for you when initially, at least initially setting out to create music? I know it's something intrinsic for you, right? It's natural for you. But for you, was it important for you to remain fluid also, you know, in your sound and transformative, you know, within your sound and production? Why was that important for you? It, it definitely plays into everything that I've learned. And I honestly, it's just, it all goes back to the music that I love the most and the music that I've grew up listening to. And, you know, my parents actually had the greatest taste in music and like would play, you know, Tom Petty. Um, my dad would play Ozzy Osbourne. My dad would also play like, you know, um, very interesting, like house, um, tribal, almost like yeah. strictly like intense drum, kind of like very dreamy, like... Yeah. Literally, like almost like German, like house music. <laughs> um, so I, I right, just grew right. up listening to so much different types of music, and I, I'm, I honor music very, very deeply, and I take yes. it very seriously because yes. I, I, I know it's a craft, and I, I just know the music that I was the most inspired by always like had, you know, guitar and dra real drums and real orchestration, yes. and you know, had these like deep emotions that kind of ran through it, and so you know, being kind of like genre fluid, I think, is essential to myself because. I'm able to take on some sort of persona or character for those like yes. three minutes that I have. And you know, for Love Fool, 
it was a I they all come from different places too inspiration wise because it's funny because Love Fool started um, with a, a sample of like an orchestra that sound it was like muffled and it sounded like when you're outside of a club and you hear the music playing and I was like oh fuck like that's so cool like I how do I encompass that what is what is the song that I want to write about with that and um, I from there I had the chorus for like about a year and the song did not take any shape and I had to sit with it and then one day That's I was like these pieces yeah, yes, yeah, these pieces it. started to come together and you know with Pretty for example like that was a song where I was listening to a lot of like 1950s 1960s um, working you know the Ronettes um, a lot of like uh, you know it's my party and I'll cry yes, if I want yes. to like. Um, and I was like, yeah, I really want to make a song that is inspired by those like famous 50s chords yes. and kind of like in those famous like drum percussions as well. And so we, um, we, we're going to listen to that. But oh, I yes. want to ask you first, yes, yes. Um, based on a recent tweet, this is my segue into pretty, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, you retweeted that you realize that as of today, you are everything you wanted to be a year ago. And uh, yes, of course, the best is still yet to come, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, Every day. That realization for you, you know, you say makes you so humbled. What did you, and and we'll talk about, you know, everything else on top of that, especially as it relates to Pretty. What did you imagine a year ago? You know, despite everything, you were still dreaming of all the possibilities in life. Anything specific for you that has come to fruition? I think overall my, you know, the biggest thing actually was I think my gender identity um, oh. in encompassed with my music because I truly like went through, you know, a lot of these songs are very old. They're like three, four years old. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've, you know, marinated with them for many years and they've grown with me. And I've now at a, at a point in my life where my uh, process is so fine tuned and I work with so, so many amazing people that it sounds the best it can be, but I'm also as the most confident I've ever been in my life. Yes. You know, I've, I think 2019, I always equate to like one of the hardest years where I felt really, really lost. And I felt like I needed to be all of these things that you people wanted to be. You weren't ready to be vulnerable yet. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think just like discovering new parts of my gender identity and like, you know, growing out my hair and really, I've always been very over the top with my fashion, but, you know, finding these little parts of myself to sit with and be like, wow, this is exactly who I am. So it, it wasn't just your music. Yeah, it was everything. It was right. It was your whole self. Yes, that you were, you know, tending to for a while. Yeah, and and listening to and and really finding that development. Yes, exactly. Well, we're so happy. Yeah, that you found yourself, <laughs> and of course, your music has found your way back to you because obviously, you are your full authentic self. Yes, and now you can finish those songs. Yes, amen. <laughs> and one of them, you finished a song you have been working on. Uh, I, I believe since June of 2020. Yeah. Of last year, born out of a time, you were pushing yourself to work to a new level. You guys, we're going to listen to Pretty right now and then we'll discuss it right after, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you guys are listening to the Junkie Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, stay tuned. This is Maddie Mars with Pretty. Fridays all alone Cause I got no friends to call on my own They never hear my phone So I sit and stare out my window That I dream of a world with lots of beautiful things And I got money to spend happiness and diamonds And I 
every single thing is pretty From the pinks to the pearls All the boys, all the girls Every night we throw a party Champagne pours and we dance till we can't no more I can't believe in love, no one believed in me Reliving all my fears like I'm stuck in a movie So I close my eyes and I take a deep breath Try to let go of all the things I can't forget Every single thing is pretty From the pinks to the pearls All the boys, all the girls Every night we throw a party Champagne pours And we dance till we can no more Oh, woe is me I'm so lonely I'm stuck inside my own fantasy And when I close my eyes I like to dream, dream What an inspiration. <laughs> I mean, there's so much to unpack, which yeah. we're going to do right now. Um, you know, again, after working on this labor of love, yeah. you say you've been excited, anxious, and nervous for listeners to hear. I mean, I know the song isn't officially out there, so thank you for letting us exclusively <laughs> play that. Of course, it'll be out this week. I mean, but now that it's here... Can you finally relax? <laughs> Definitely a little bit. It's funny. It's always funny because I'm very much like, okay, this is done. I'm on to the next thing. Let's go. Right. But, you know, this right. this song is really, really special. And, you know, uh, I think it's definitely one of the most favorite things I've ever put out because it's it's such a part of my story personally. Like, these lyrics are like how I have felt to a T. Um, but it also, I think just the idea and the overall message and the production is something I've really been striving for for yeah. a while. And those background right. vocals and the harmonies, I, you know, worked so hard on crafting. And yes. like, they just, it's, it's such a special I love song. that. I love that. And, and you know, we always talk about leaning in. Yeah. Leaning in in terms of to your work, to your craft, to your dedication. Yeah. But we don't talk enough about sinking in and enjoying Literally. what you've done. <laughs> Absolutely. Take this moment and enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> How has the reception been so far? It's been great. I think like it's so interesting with every song because each song is like a different genre and style. Everyone's always like, "Oh wait, this is way different than we what I was thinking." We never know what to expect, right? Exactly. Right. So I think with this one, I'm really, really excited. I've gotten a lot of um, really great feedback, and I really do think that just like timing-wise, with everything that's going on in music, I think uh, it's going to resonate really, really deeply with hopefully with a lot of people. Yes. Now let's talk about that. I want to take a part of some of the lyrics, but first I want to talk about your experience in terms of lockdown 
What was isolation like for you? Honestly, it was a great time to yeah. reflect on everything. I I feel very, very fortunate for how that year kind of played out. And I, I think a lot of also with a lot of my creative friends, yeah. um, we all were able to take that pause. I know also being from New York, everyone's always like, go, go, go. You yes. have to do this, this, this. So, you know, that allotted time allowed, I think, a lot of people to digest things differently. Um, and especially for me, you know, my song New Eyes uh, would never have been um, conceived if it wasn't for yeah. isolation because we... I literally wrote that, um, me and my guitarist, uh, John and Basie, uh, we had a FaceTime session and we were kind of like, okay, like we're taught, let's talk about everything. Like, how are you doing? Like, what's, what has been going on? And he's like, you know, I have these chords and he started playing them. And I like instantly was like, oh, oh, I think I know what I want this to be. And then, um, you know, later that night I went and recorded scratch vocals and then bam, like it yeah. was like one of the fastest songs I've written. So I think 2020 as a whole was about reflection. It was about, um, you know, understanding exa- exactly yeah. doing what you can, but also you know trying to like stay sane. In a lot did of ways. you did you dress up a lot as well? Did you take that opportunity to put on jewelry? Honestly, sometimes you need that. Sometimes yeah. you just need to like sit in your room, yeah, put on put like on those the, pearls. Exactly, put on the pearls, do your face a little bit, and just honestly, just be pretty for yourself. And we're gonna go backwards a little bit, but I want to start with these lyrics: "Got money to spend, happiness, and diamond rings." You know, you know, we're talking about livelihood, and obviously, people have lost some of that yes. their jobs and and of course just the pandemic in general putting things into perspective right yeah, and I, obviously that was one of the themes of new eyes yeah uh the necessity the necessity of food shelter you know just to work to keep all those things secure while we all like to think money can buy all happiness yes obviously money is indeed tied to the very things that could keep us happy the and happiness obviously itself is subjective yeah how did the pandemic affect if it's okay, a question to ask. Yeah. One, your pocketbook. And how did you keep a sense of faith, imagination, you know, to help see you through that time? Definitely. I think, you know, for me, I, I've done so many service service industry jobs. And so I actually, you know, was fortunate enough. I was like on an unemployment like so many others. Yeah. Because I had like lost a lot of like my finances. So I had... Which paid Yes. For your craft. Exactly. Which paid for the art. Yeah, you have to hustle. That's another thing like New York teaches you is like you always got to like have a means to an end and to know, you know, be sufficient and kind of creative in the way you have to sustain yourself. And so in that way, I definitely was like, okay, like I, I'm, you know, took a hit and, you know, I didn't really do, I wasn't in the studio, like things, nothing really was moving. So yeah. I was kind of crafting these songs right. and I literally just have my laptop and I was like doing my little thing. But, you know, imagination-wise, pretty, the main theme of it is escapism. Yes, yes. And it's about, you know, this world where you can have everything. And, you know, obviously it's kind of written about the story of, like, this, like, this kid who's, like, spends the Fridays all alone, does not have the friends. Um, so in your head, you're kind of imagining all of these right. amazing things that you do have. And so that's where it's, like, escapism, I think, was essential for everybody to kind right. of survive and kind of be, you know... Obviously, you have to be aware of what's going on, but you also have to be like, okay, I need a moment to be out of this. And that's what yes, music kind of does. It's so easy to put the worry on top of yes, that list. Exactly. To put the anxiety there. Yeah. And, and even that is, is, is its own, takes its own time to unravel. Absolutely. <laughs> but why not make some time for dreaming? Yeah. For escaping. Absolutely. For imagining. Because I think one of the things, especially for artists... And, 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 you know, you, you talk about having this platform and having something to say. And obviously one of those things is to inspire others um, positively. Yeah. 
it's really not just telling people, but showing people, listen, you can still do it. Absolutely. And I can show you how. <laughs> so now the song uh, pretty opens. I have no friends to call my own. They never hit up my phone. I know you've been in contact at least with other musicians, but with everything that happened, you know, again, uh, in terms of people's safety and their jobs and, and just their health being endangered, did you find that you did have friends who retreated their focus and energy solely to maybe their nuclear family and, and you felt forgotten about? <laughs> um, yes and no. I think that I actually, it was funny, I've, I made uh, fortunate enough to make some really great friends throughout the course of um, 2020 that all kind of happened New pretty friends. randomly. Yeah. And so Pretty actually was one of the songs that, um, it was the first song I actually got to work on with my now drummer, um, Stefan Stanzion. Yes. And so we, I, I had met him through another mutual friend because he was playing um, shows for, for somebody I knew. And I was like, wow, I have this like 1950s track and needs live drums. And so I reached out to him and he was like, dude, I love this song. And then we, you know, I fortunate enough that. just kind of clicked. Part and- of the magic of asking for something is knowing what you want. Yes. And knowing what you are asking for. Yeah, being direct, it's very, very important. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So then this idea of being alone in isolation is really just being empathetic Yeah. to the feeling and the mood of what was going on to others yes. and putting that into song. Absolutely. And I think also a big part of my life, I think you have to, a big lesson I've learned is that you have to almost like be comfortable being lonely. And it's, it's a feeling that I've felt even before <laughs> sure. 2020. Um, it's, it's shown me a lot of who I am and how I can sustain myself in that, you know, I, obviously it's a trope that's like, you know, you don't need anybody to be who you are. But, you know, forcibly, you know, being lonely and really having to sit with yourself, even when it, it hurts and you want somebody to care and you want to reach out. Um, it's very important because it really shows you, one, who you are and then two, what you can then do to help other people. Right. Because I think my message has only gotten deeper and, you know, more uh, concise as I've felt more lonely because I know that other people feel this. And I know that right. my, you know, my voice can really make a difference uh, with, with the work that I do. In the song, pretty, you know, you have this option one to wallow, but you instead, you know, you double down on this idea, highlighting the, again, the ability to dream, yes, to imagine, to escape to somewhere more pretty, less lonely, yes. a party where everyone has come to see and celebrate you. Was that really, you know, you know, and we were talking about articulating a story for others. Was it, is it just a metaphor or is it your way of, you know, not just reminding yourself, but reminding others to remember that even if no one is around, you have to remember to celebrate yourself. Oh, yes. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's what like, even like the last like line of the, I guess that's the last chorus is, um, it's my party. Everybody is here and I'm the one they're here for. Cause it's like the culmination of all of these feelings of just kind of like the imagination. And then, so like the first verse I always look at is like situational and you're kind of, I was, I wanted to write it, to paint a picture of like what's actually happening. And the pre-chorus goes into the first chorus, which is about <laughs> like, everything is pretty, blah, blah, blah. And then the second chorus to me is really like where I start to talk about, you know, my feelings and why, what exactly I'm feeling in the moment. So it's like, I can't believe in love. No one believed in me. Um, reliving all my fears, like I'm stuck in a movie. And so I was like, kind of, you know, you can get into habits where you're just cycling in the same self-doubt, you know, self-deprecation 
Um, and it's just making things worse and you're making things spiral. But I think a big thing that everybody has kind of felt is like almost like dance through your pain. I feel like that's a huge yeah. emotion and it's a huge, it's a very real thing. Um, and I think that music was that release. So I wanted to really kind of talk about that. And then at the very end of the song, I go back to the first line, which is spend my Fridays all alone to kind of foreclose or like, I guess, forlorn that I, I am in fact still alone, but I'm dancing through it and I, you know, I will get through that. Right. Whether you have someone to lean on or not, you can make that choice. Yes. At, at the end of the day. And, and hopefully you can find the space to discover yeah. that. 100%. You know, and, and, and I know we like to be comfortable in our feelings. Yes. <laughs> Dig that hole a little deeper. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Cry more tears into that flute glass. <laughs> Literally. And honestly, that's okay too. That, that is okay. Just cry through it. <laughs> and, right. It's okay. Yet, don't stay there too long. Exactly. <laughs> dance through it. Get up and dance. Yeah. You will feel different. Yeah, seriously. Put on your favorite record and I'm betting you, even if it's just for three minutes, you'll feel a little bit better. Now the different definition of pretty in the song, you know, it's not just about beauty. Again, it is about the celebration of life, of others, celebration of others, you know, you yourself, you weren't entirely alone, again, in at least your music making process. Yes. You produced this uh, track and, and a few of your songs with some of your friends, Ryan Schumer as producer. You had, uh, you, we spoke about John and Bessie. Yes. Uh, on the guitar, drums, uh, Stefan's, I want to say his name, Stenzione. Stenzione. Yeah. Stenzione. 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 <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you can find that on the shelves. Now, how important was it for you to you know, have their support? You know, they're lending their talents creating music that is is really your vision yes it's honestly it means everything to me like shout out to ryan who is like you know one of my closest friends and i've actually been working with him for years and he's amazing um and so he was my engineer for the longest time he actually introduced me to john and then me and john really clicked and just like i was like everything i i have i want you to play on and he's you know lent his talents and his amazing skills and helped me you know make my songs that much more incredible and that much more thorough um, but, you know, Ryan really sat with me for so long and just like never, you know, bothered me or or was like, you know, he wanted me to come to him to like mix the work. And really, you know, I had to go on this journey of understanding what makes each aspect of it the best it can be to make a song sound the best it can be. Like not even the the songwriting or the production, but just the sound of it all. And so, so were you challenged in this way of how much or surprising yourself with how much you can contribute Oh yeah, to the mastering of uh, this track. This yeah, particular, yeah. It's ev- honestly, it really is. It comes down to everything. So it's like we started working together. Um, you know, mine was the first song that we um, did together, where we mixed it. We went through like twenty something versions, and we were like each little. You know, we we sit there together and really go over each piece because I I do produce everything. Yes, um, myself, and you know, it all comes from me. But he's actually helps reel me in and really get my point across that much more precisely and that's where he's like helped me with vocal production and really kind of we so many of these songs have things that you don't even actually hear that we take out in the production right. like little bells and whistles that yeah. you know I'm like that doesn't need the that that's taking up literally yes. I'm like so so he's really helped me refine that and so 
now I have such a clear image also like you know my That's my great. voice has come such a far away from all the training I've just continued to do through the years and I still do vocal training Absolutely. and you know it's each song is a, a little bit of a challenge to like make sure of like okay I need to the, the vocals need to be good the harmonies need to be tighter like so I'm I think each one I'm, we're getting better and better but I love them so dearly and I would not have the work I'd have without them I love that and and we're gonna take we're gonna let you take a vocal rest in a minute <laughs> Uh, you recently performed a set at Three Dollar Bill Performance Venue, I believe, right on the corner, somewhere here mm -hmm. in Brooklyn. Uh, what was it like being in front of a live audience again? Uh, it was amazing. Just to receive their energy. Right? It, it was so incredible. The whole night, you know, everyone that was a part of the show was so, so, so good and talented. And um, we sold out like three separate times. And then literally, I think we were up to like over 200 tickets. Love and then it. so like I wound up playing to like over I think 175 people and we like closed the show and it was the first time me and my band actually played together so it was like so many firsts like being back and just like all of these things and I've you know was like, that I, overwhelming other than honestly exciting, no obviously. like I was no. I was ready like yes. I was like you know I've been ready for a long time and I've been you know crafting these skills and so now I'm just like I want to do more I want to perform more yes. but it was so liberating and it was like the most fun I think I've had yeah. on stage like ever. I know for me, I'm, I'm as my husband would call it, a baby cry. <laughs> In terms of, I would, for me, some of the aspects of, of just things coming back, a little, I get I got a little emotional at the end. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Wipe a little tear. I'm like, this is great. Literally, we're back. Like, we're <laughs> now. I haven't had been able to have a live audience yet, but yeah. just the energy of being able to, you know, just have that platform to share other people's story and yes. just to. I'm so happy for you that you get to, you Thank know, you. live in not just your authenticity, but now you're back. And, and and obviously it's the first, and we talk about the first, it's your first time being this. Yes. Feeling this complete in Literally. your music as an artist. And now you got to show it off. Yes. 100% to in person. all of that. I'm literally also, it's so nice to see like the city kind of bouncing back yes. and like the liveliness. And so it's just, it's all very beautiful. I'm very much like... I, I'm, I'm the person at the party that like, I'll hit a point where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go cry and then I'm gonna come back. So I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, shed a little tear, you know, because yes. I, I just get very emotional. I'm just like, Keep everything is so, literally. But then like, it's, just, it's I love to like, you know, just, I'm very emotional. I also love to like, tell people how emotional I am yes. and be like, I, you know, I'm really grateful yeah. for you, blah, blah, blah. So I just, right. everything's been But you're really a professional. Wonderful. You know how to use that energy. Exactly. And, 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 and manifest it in a different way. Now, I will admit though, I do kind of miss some of the quiet days out on the street. Yes. Which there are less. times you can still enjoy. Yes. You uh, recently took a trip to Fire Island. Yes. Also enjoy, just enjoying this newfound freedom. I love it. Back out with friends. What was that experience like? It was so great. I've actually only been to Fire Island like two or three yeah, times. Yeah. Um, and I'd never stayed over. So, you know, we got an Airbnb and it was love so it, wonderful. Yes. Like we got so ambitious. We woke up at 7 a.m. We took the ferry. Um, we went straight to the beach. We were there for hours. And so we were like the first day we were like sunburned and drinking. And it was just so wonderful. And like just also like, you know, for it to be Pride Month, everything was so lively and fun. And and it's really it's a it's a very different world in that. Oh my section. god, it's, it's very. Let different. me tell you, my 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 homegirl in comedy, Yamanika Saunders, invited me out there years ago yeah. to do a set. And let me just say, love it. I have some jokes that lots of people like. The gays do not like me. <laughs> I you know it's funny that you say that because I I have a uh, I have a very I go back and forth I with these it. things because a lot of these like the spaces that are strictly gay that appeal to you know, the masculine macho white men 
um, I, I've always felt like I don't really belong in. And so it was actually one of the first times where it was it was a lot more communal than I thought it was. And there was yeah. a lot of queer people and there was people I, I of color. Um, it was COVID just a very... could have done that too, right? Yeah. I mean, everything. I, I mean, not just in terms of our awareness of one another and, of course, everything being having a reckoning. <laughs> yes, seriously. Things are Everything needs up. to be dismantled and start over again. <laughs> Literally. Burn it down. Burn it down and start from the but bottom yes, up. Yes, yeah. Fire Island should be more of a place to share amongst all of us. Of exactly. all kinds. Have you, do you encounter real quickly before we go into Love Fool? Have, yeah. Is that something you encounter in terms of fem, femphobia? Oh, um, yeah. In terms of being around other queer, cisgendered males? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've always felt, you know, disenfranchised from a lot of, like, the dating scene and a lot of, like, yeah. you know, very uh, stereotypical ways that um, gay so men limited. kind of, like, come together. And so I've I've actually felt more solace in the communities such as, like, the, the queer, non-binary, trans communities, yes. um, the communities with um, people of color, like... Yeah, you know, there's a there's a communal sense of like I accept you for who you are, and I you're not trying to be some sort of gimmick. And like because I, it's very interesting because if you look at like gay media, it's either the it's either you're ripped with an eight pack and you're gorgeous, or you're a drag queen. And there's <laughs> there's not a lot of these in betweens and these spaces to kind of thrive in and, and just just to be authentically you know feminine or yourself. So I've I've recently discovered more acceptance acceptance in I think the more that I've I'm more comfortable with myself, the more I'm just like, I don't care. I'm going to be here. I'm going to take up space. <laughs> yes, I love it. That's right. Take up that space. You yes. deserve it. All of you take up that space. And of course, that is your message. Yeah. Um, we're going to listen to Love Fool. Ooh. Talk about that a little bit. Time is flying, guys. Uh, you are listening to the Jackie Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Maddie Mars with Love Fool. I love my patience cause I can't get what I want There's no fun in chasing if it's only for the hunt I just want to be alive for you Feel what you can see I know everything inside of you Bleeding just for me My heart won't beat forever Playing with no
That was Love Fool by Maddie Mars. You are listening to us, of course, on the Joker Jam Hour. I love that. La la la, Love Fool. Give you some air horns. (laughs) 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 A song, as you say, about that instant attraction you have for someone you see in passing, about this desire that won't quiet. (laughs) Yes, literally. (laughs) Oh, I love how our infatuation gets the better of us sometimes. More often than not. I love this line, one match can start a fire. Sure, you may get rejected. And, you know, we were just talking about feeling different, not just as an outcast in society, but now feeling maybe as an outcast within your own community. Yes. There's always this chance of getting rejected, you know, but if you don't put yourself out there, it's a for sure dismissal, right? Absolutely. For those who are timid, too shy, too afraid, maybe still not secure, they're not feeling themselves yet, they're still finding themselves. But again, you know, sometimes we get there quicker by knowing who we are, by being around others, right? And, And we could be inspired by others, and of course we can inspire them. What is your advice to those do you have about allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough and just going for what your heart desires? I would say, you know, it's being vulnerable and being honest is never going to reflect poorly on you. Even if something doesn't work out in your favor, um, you will know in your heart that you spoke your piece and at least there was nothing else you could have done in that situation to be, you know, because nothing is worse than being like, the oh, what if? But it's like if you're able to just, you know, show up and say exactly how you're feeling, um, you know, even if it, again, doesn't work in your favor, that will only resonate deeply with you and you'll be like practice exactly it's honestly it's good to be uncomfortable in the sense of like you know vocalize those emotions um go into those situations tell people how you feel like you know because that's just it'll only get you what you want later in life you know and and, and obviously we know that as artists which is one of the tenets is get comfortable with being uncomfortable but anybody can use that yeah Yeah. anybody it applies to everybody i think everyone should just be really you know, upfront and honest and, you know, bodacious about how they're feeling, what they want. Yeah. Now, were you, did you allow yourself to be flirty and, and, and maybe have some interest during lockdown or were you just fully immersed in your music? I was fully immersed. I don't, I don't think, and I still don't really have time for like love interest. I mean, I'm very like, okay, if something Anyone interested in you? I'm sure. I'm sure I have a lot of <laughs> secret admirers because I'm like, what's not to like? No, I'm just kidding. But um, absolutely, you know, I think that I, for me, I, I'm very again particular about what I want. I'm very driven, um, so I'm not really looking for anything. And I'm not, especially if you know, if someone's not going to match my energy, I'm, right. I don't want any part of it because right. it'll just take away from what right. I'm doing. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's it's like the. I'm I'm so full of cliches, but I carry them wherever I go. If if you're not on your way with me, then you're in the way. Exactly. Right? No, yeah. it's so true. They are true. I'm like I have no time for games. No, no games. No Gerald. games to be played. Literally. <laughs> so you are um, embarking on a new journey. I know we can't talk too much about specifics, but you will be going to Los Angeles. Yes, I am. It's very, so very, very you. fresh. Um, I can't really go too much into it, right. but it's like it's very fresh. It's so an I'm, opportunity. We're working through all the logistics, but I'm super excited. You know, I love Cali. I, I lived there um, a few years ago and I've kind of been like eager to go back. So this kind of manifested yeah. at the perfect time. Yeah, I love that. Uh, maybe we'll see you soon. For anyone looking to find out more about Maddie Mars, you can go, of course, to I am 
mattymars.com that's i-a-m-m-a-t-t-y-m-a-r-z.com for all of their music and merch of course uh instagram you can find her at i am maddie mars on facebook uh you can find him i am maddie mars <laughs> and on youtube you can find them on i am maddie mars for everything we do here you can find out more information about us at radiofreebrooklyn.com and of course for everything i do just go to junkandjam.com <laughs> <laughs> we are going to go out with new eyes anything you want us to know about this particular song real quick um just this is definitely another one of those like one of the most personal things i've written i love this song so yeah. much and i really again hope that this song is definitely a self-empowerment anthem so i hope that my biggest goal for everything is that it resonates and helps someone get through their fucking day. Yes. <laughs> we hope you get through your fucking day, guys. Have a great one. Happy Monday. This is Maddie Morris with New Eyes. Small town, full of the same shit. Nobody gets it, nobody gets it. Taken for granted, life in a candid. Oh, 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 oh. People in problems are always connected. They talk but won't listen. Everything they rejected. Can't believe these are places I used to know.
episode and all episodes of the Junk and Jam Hour can be streamed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, Google Play Music, and simply tell Alexa, play the Junk and Jam Hour. Thank you.